Thank you for joining me for the Delivering Remarkable podcast, a look behind the scenes of the team members, priorities, and projects that are driving the care delivered by the Navant Health Medical Group. I'm Dr. Pam Oliver, president of the Navant Health Physician Network. On this episode, I sit down with Dr. Kathy Rowley, a clinical physician executive for the Navant Health Diabetes Center of Excellence. Here's our conversation about diabetes innovations. Well, welcome, Kathy. First off, I think it's important for us to learn more about you. Why did you decide to get into healthcare? I've been thinking about that question because I knew you were going to ask me. Um, and it's something um, I don't remember exactly when I decided I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I had been interested in science and particularly biology from a very young age. I had a microscope uh, at home. I looked at pond water. I, I collected animal bones. I, I was a real science geek as a kid. Um, and I wanted to do something with my life that was important. Um, so over the years, uh, I came to the conclusion that the best way to combine my love of science and particularly biology and with my desire to help people and do something important for the world would be medicine. I really believe it's important for us to understand each other's why mm -hmm. and it validates our sense of purpose and what we do. Mm -hmm. And um, um, so thank you for that. So we're here today to talk about diabetes innovations here at Novant Health. Can you tell me a little bit more about a new eye screening that is helping our patients? Yeah, that's actually a very interesting project. So to give you a little bit of background, people who have diabetes, uh, who've had diabetes for 10 or more years, uh, have a 50% likelihood of developing eye-related complications, what we call diabetic retinopathy. And if that uh, goes undetected and unmanaged, then patients are at a high risk of losing their vision. And in fact, diabet diabetic retinopathy is the most common preventable cause of blindness in the United States. So identifying people with eye disease early and managing it early really can save people's eyesight. So uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we started looking at uh, ways to improve our eye exam uh, screening rate. We know that a lot of people who have diabetes don't get their eyes examined. In fact, nationally, the um, uh, annual eye exam rate is less than 50%. Uh, here at Novant, we were running slightly more than that in about 54 to 60% range, but we wanted to find a way to make that number go up and uh, improve people's uh, likelihood of uh, maintaining their vision. So one approach uh, that we identified was uh, actually uh, taking pictures of their retina in the office. So one of the challenges with getting the eye exam has been that patients have to leave and go elsewhere for that service. So we found a partner, um, a uh, diabetes technology partner to work with us and uh, help us install digital retinal cameras in 10 of our practices. Uh, so we carried out about a year-long project uh, with these cam uh, cameras on site and patients would come in for routine medical visits and if the care team noted that the patient was overdue for an eye exam, 
the patient would be brought over to the side, to the room where the cameras are kept, and then we would take a picture of their retina. So um, over a period of about a year, uh, we screened 2,000 patients. We identified problems in 20% of them, and we had about 150 patients with severe eye-related problems that were vision-threatening that we were able to identify right away. Wow. I love that. I see that what you have picked up on and your team is working on is that um, being able to provide access to patients for the care that they need in ways that facilitates them getting high quality care is important. Um, you're also working on a new innovative approach that allows a patient to see his or her primary care provider or even a specialist without physically going to a clinic. So how does that work? That's another uh, project that we have uh, brought about to sort of make uh, access to diabetes care easier for patients. Um, we're, this is a project that we call Telediabetes. So it works like this. We have a partnership with two primary care practices in uh, rural areas that don't have access to specialty care or don't have easy access to specialty care, one in Surrey County and one in Wilkes County, and two of our endocrinology practices here in Winston-Salem. And we know we have a high prevalence of diabetes in those areas. 13 to 15% of the population has diabetes, yet the patients there tend not to come down here um, for uh, specialty diabetes care for various reasons. So we arranged a way uh, for the patients to come to their primary care practice near their home and be connected with an endocrinologist, a diabetes specialist here in Winston-Salem using our Zoom platform and our electronic health record. So the patient checks into the primary care practice just like they're having a visit there and uh, an electronic linkage is set up and I'm on the other end, I happen to be one of the providers, and we conduct a visit, face-to-face -face visit, um, using a video linkage, and it's just like having a regular office visit. So I have the benefit of knowing what medications the patient's on, what their vital signs are. Um, I can look at their electronic health record, and we carry on a visit very similar as if, to one as if they were in my office. And then if I need to order a test or a lab that blood draw can be done at the other end, um, and uh, it's all very simple. We've conducted now, in the past year, gosh, we're increasing our numbers, probably somewhere between 16 and 20 visits, and in the next month, I think we have visits arranged every week. Okay. So it's been a big patient satisfier. The practices like it, um, and it's been very simple from our end too, from the provider's end. I think it's it's phenomenal that what you and your team have picked up on is um, and the importance of understanding the social determinants of health mm -hmm. and how that plays out into outcomes and um, impact on patients. So we could have world-class physicians and facilities um, in any particular area, but if our patients can't get here, right. won't drive here, um, then it is meaningless to the overall health of the population in that community. Along those lines, you know, we've talked before about the issue um, 
that is uh, that our patients have across our communities and nationwide related to the cost of medication. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're very smart, you know, doctor, but if you prescribe medications and the patients can't afford it, then the data will show that the A1C rate is right. high and it's not controlled. And that's not necessarily a reflection of the cure, but on the patient's access and the limitation there. Um, I know you have done a lot of work with this related to the pharmaceutical companies and um, just wanted you to talk a little bit about your perspective with that and even what are what you recommend our physicians consider when they are engaged um, with a patient who this is an issue. Yeah, that's a good point, Pam. So when, uh, one thing uh, that I urge our providers uh, to consider when they're talking with a patient who's not meeting their treatment targets, whose blood sugar is not well controlled, is ask them about that. Patients won't usually volunteer. Right. Um, to ask them about medication cost um, and how that affects compliance with therapy um, rather than labeling a patient non-compliant. So recognizing that this is a, a challenge. Um, so number one, ask. Number two, you're right, the cost of uh, medication is a big barrier for a lot of people. We have some extremely effective newer medications that are very expensive, but even some of our older medications like insulin. So the cost of insulin has gone up three-fold, 300% in the last decade. And that's a tremendous barrier for a lot of people with diabetes, particularly people with type 1 diabetes. Because uh, as you know, you know, type 1 diabetes is a life uh, has uh, absolute requirement for insulin. So insulin is a life-sustaining medication for those patients. And about a quarter of people who take insulin admit that they either don't use the full dose or they don't take it as frequently as prescribed because of the cost. So we talk a lot with our pharmaceutical partners about that, um, about if there was one thing that could be done to improve the quality of care delivery in the United States, it would be improving the cost, uh, decreasing the cost and improving the access to um, diabetes medications. The best, uh, smartest provider, the best care pathway, the most engaged patient, doesn't make any difference if the patient can't afford their medication. So we're looking for ways to meet those um, challenges um, and we uh, can provide links on our diabetes landing page on iConnect and help you uh, help the providers find ways to access uh, medication uh, support programs uh, from the different pharmaceutical companies. Um, so we'd be happy to, to share that. I appreciate you sharing that and, and for your advocating, not just for our patients here at Novant Health, but really for um, patients across the U.S. related to this. You know, I, I have faith, I know our primary care doctors and APPs do an amazing job caring for our patients who have diabetes. When should they call a specialist or refer to a specialist? That is a really good question also. There is no clear recommendation. I was looking to see if the ADA or the AMA or anybody had a statement about when to refer. And that certainly is a challenge um, because we have a, a vast excess of patients with diabetes and a really small number of specialists. So using our specialists wisely and where it makes sense is really important. Um, in particular, there are a couple of groups I think that really always should be 
co-managed with uh, an endocrinologist, and one is patients with type 1 diabetes. So type 1 is really a, a different and more complex um, sort of disease. Um, so both children and adults with type 1 diabetes should be managed by an endocrinologist. Another is the pregnant patient with diabetes. So diabetes in pregnancy, the patient with diabetes who becomes pregnant um, is a, has a lot more complex pregnancy and probably in a, a more complex treatment regimen and, and should be managed alongside with somebody who has experience in that. Um, for the patients with type 2 diabetes, that's really the vast majority of our patients with diabetes. Most of that care can be delivered very well in the primary care setting. But patients uh, who have certain situations would be better managed along uh, uh, in cooperation with an endocrinologist. And those are patients particularly who are needing multiple daily insulin therapy. So I think our primary care providers do a great job of, of handling oral medications and patients on once a day insulin, but more than once a day insulin, I think, uh, can uh, assistance can be provided by our endocrine practices. And also patients who, no matter what you seem to do as a provider, really don't seem to be making any progress, probably can benefit from two things. One would be referral for diabetes education and support. Just make sure the patient has the background knowledge and problem-solving skills and has access to medication, as we said. Uh, and um, then if that fails to improve control, then referral to endocrine would be appropriate too. Perfect. So I love that you refer to your mission, our mission as Diabetes World Domination. That's right. <laughs> and um, so to wrap it up, I just want you to tell us why is it so important for Novant Health to focus on diabetes? Well, it's probably important be just because it's so incredibly prevalent, number one. So um, not only diabetes is prevalent, but prediabetes as well. So one in three uh, adults in the, in the U.S. either have diabetes or prediabetes. So it's a very, very common problem. Secondly, it's uh, very costly. Um, people who have diabetes have more than double the healthcare expenses of people who don't have diabetes. And third is it's associated with a lot of uh, risk of complications and other problems if it's not managed appropriately. So People with diabetes have a higher rate of heart attack and stroke. They have a high rate of uh, blindness, as we discussed, uh, amputations, kidney failure, and all of that really has a negative impact on people's quality of life. And that's why we have our Diabetes Center of Excellence and have a corporate-wide focus on diabetes care delivery. This has been wonderful. We go way back and I always enjoy time with you, but I really am glad to have this opportunity to share all of your work and expertise and passion for diabetes, innovation, and what you're doing here at Novant Health. So thank you for joining me for today's episode. Thanks, Pam. I really I was happy to come and talk with you. Thanks again for joining me for the Delivering Remarkable podcast. Make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can bring you more episodes like this one.